Are you ready to learn more about promoting play, defending childhood, empowering caregivers? Save 10% on professional development at explorationsearlylearning.com and support the show with the coupon code OOL. Click the link in the show notes to browse upcoming trainings. Hello and welcome to Out of Line. I'm Annie Friday. I'm Candace Ogilvy. And again, we are being joined by the wonderful Carla, Unschooling Mama. Carla, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. We loved our last conversation about kind of finding our peace of mind in our unschooling journey with our kids. Um, Candace and I have young children. You are 10 years into this experience with six teenagers You shared a little bit about their journeys. Uh, You talked a lot about how you find uh, which pieces of them are potential that want to turn into something more, uh, how to find their interests. And we want to dig in a little bit more about that. You shared recently a post about how to be bold and ask for apprenticeships. Um, And we talked briefly about, you know, how to balance the potential versus the pushing from a parent standpoint or guardian standpoint, um, you know, not every kid that's interested in planes is going to become a pilot, but you have right. one. Tell exactly. us about the process. <laughs> okay. So yes, this was a fun one. Um, <laughs> he was, I think it was his 10th birthday and we took him, we live in Michigan and we took him to Kalamazoo, Michigan for his birthday, um, to a air zoo which basically is like an indoor um, amusement park with simulators and historical, you know, planes and things of that nature, all focused on aviation and um, rides and just really fun stuff. And he was hooked. And so for the next couple years, I'm, you know, making him playlists of the very super early um, attempts at flight and getting stacks of books from the library and all kinds of things. And after a while, it was just like, I've run out of ammunition. (laughs) I have nothing else to feed this kid. And unlike some of my kids who have, you know, kind of waxed and waned and changed over the years, he has been tunnel focused on aviation since that moment, which is quite amazing. So sometimes you'll have a kid like that where, you know, they're playing piano at five and it never ends ends you know it just becomes more and more amazing and so with him we were trying to figure out how do we feed this beast (laughs) how do we feed this insatiable desire to fly and he's so young you know obviously we live close to one of the greatest um, aviation colleges in the country and so we're just thinking okay well I guess maybe he'll go there Um, but I he he had this thing, such an unsettled um, thing about him that he needed something now. And so we just started asking around, you know, does anybody know of, you know, any programs or anything like that? We happened to be at church one day. My husband was having a conversation with another one of the members of the church. And he had an older son that had wanted to be a pilot and was in a program when he was at school. And he told my husband about it and we went home and investigated and called and he was in the program within a couple of weeks. Um, He was 12. So he started flying at the age of 12. Um, And that program uh, 
it shut down a couple of years later, the type of program. The company did not shut down, but that particular program. Um, and then they changed the age. Thankfully, he was at the new age by then. He was 15. Um, but there were most of the kids that started the program with him had kind of fallen off. They had they didn't continue the program, but he wanted to. So they they um, really kind of fixed uh, his experience around him and what he wanted to do and assigned him a mentor that he's had for the last three years and it's just been amazing. And so that wasn't the end though. He wanted to learn more about aviation. He was excited about being able to fly, but he was really curious as to why this thing flies. And so um, in our city, which uh, was interesting, we have a, a tech school for high schoolers and this school had a excuse me, an avionics program, which is aircraft electronics. And um, everything, uh, all of the technology that makes an airplane fly, basically, um, as well as an aviation maintenance program. And he took both of those courses um, and got certifications and licenses in avionics and aviation maintenance. And so, you know, by the time he graduated from their program, he had all of this experience. He was ready to use it. And so, you know, a lot of people wanted to know, is he going to college? Is he going to college? He was like, I feel like I've been in college since I was 12. <laughs> because all he, he's just been immersed in this industry for six years. And he just turned 18. He has a company that he has been shadowing at. Um, and has been interested in him since he was 17 years old and has been really courting him and he has his um interview next week and uh but he's been shadowing with them for the last year he wasn't he just wasn't old enough to work there and so it's just snowballing into this amazing experience for him he's going to be able to work in the industry in one of the best companies that does what they do um and so it's it's been a pretty exciting road and it started with a trip that's so cool (laughs) that's why I tell people I don't remember him ever sharing anything about an interest in airplanes before that birthday party I don't remember it so that's why I tell people make sure that you are exposing your kids to new things not just what they mention sometimes they don't know what they might love So if you just continue to try new things, take them new places, Um, we've taken our kids to manufacturing plants, plant tours. You know, one of my daughters is very creative. Every time we went on any kind of tour, chocolate factory, manufacturing plants, steel plants, you know, book binding companies, (laughs) anybody that will show us around, we took them. And every time she would come home and rebuild the process of how that was done, you know, in Lego. And, you know, you start to see those little things when they're young, right? And you begin to see how they take in information and how they exercise that information um, and process it and do something with it. And so that kind of helped us, you know, build upon a lot of the things that our kids do today as teenagers because of the early experiences that they've had. Um, So that's his story. Um, I have a daughter who is being uh, 
mentored by a fashion designer who is out of Houston, but used to live in our city. So she's back and forth between the two. And um, that happened because my daughter's skills are just off the charts and I can't help her. My mother was an amazing seamstress. I can sew on a button. That's about it. (laughs) But three o'clock in the morning, I'm hearing the sewing machine going, you know, it's, she just gets inspired and she comes up with these amazing things. So she has her own business that creates her own designs. Um, But I knew that she needed something to take her to the next level and I can't do it. (laughs) And, you know, we don't really live in that, the kind of, you know, New Yorky, Chicago, LA kind of environment (laughs) where, you know, there's lots of people that would be able to help. So I saw two people online on Instagram and I reached out to both of them. One of them just said she didn't have the time. Um, And the other one was like, absolutely. And she created an entire program, Uh an eight month shadowing and mentorship program just for my daughter that other girls in the future are going to be able to, you know, benefit from or designers, girls and boys. Um, And so it's just, it's just been a beautiful unfolding of things. And so I was talking about being bold, you know, being bold enough to ask, you know, you have to, as the parent have to be bold enough to ask people to invest their time and talent in your kids, but your kids have to be bold enough to show their time, show their talent and their commitment and their passion in order to score those opportunities. Mm. Because it's cute when mom and dad are asking, but the kid has to show that this person's time and commitment to them is going to be worth it. I love that. And so teaching your kids how to represent their own passion, represent the skills and the, um, you know, the talents that they've sharpened so that people want to invest and see them go to the next level. There are people everywhere doing what your kids want to do. And what do you say and, in those bold emails when you reach out? <laughs> you know what? I am not super formal. I'm just, a, you know, I always a lot of times I will send pictures of what my kids have already done. Okay. Because sometimes people want to see, am I taking somebody from the ground up or is this somebody <laughs> already running? You know what I mean? Yep, yep. I'll send pictures. I'll show their experience. Um, and I just ask, are you open to mentoring my child in any way, shape or form that that comes? I'll take a zoom. My daughter does zoom meetings with Mm -hmm. her, with her mentor. And she has projects and homework and all kinds of things that she has to do in between their meetings. Um, you know, and we've done this with our other kids in other areas as well. And so it's just being bold enough to do it. And then teaching your kids how to represent their skills in front of the people that are willing to give their time. Mm -hmm. Cause that's really important. Well, it sounds like there's a true intentionality with it too. You're not just saying, you're not pushing your daughter into designing. You've, you've heard the sewing machine going all night. You see that there's potential for more that you can't give her. So you reach out for expertise. Absolutely. And we do that with, with all of our kids when they show us that, you know, there's something there in a particular area. And again, she may change her mind, but this is not going to be an experience that she will forget. 
because not only is she learning about fashion design, she's learning about how to run a fashion business. So she's getting both aspects of vision casting and goal setting and logistics and inventory and all of these things that apply to so many different areas of your life, marketing, public speaking, representing your brand. Um, so she's learning all of these things. And if she d- chose to do something different, it will still benefit her. Mm. Yeah. Do you have, um, I just, I love how you talk about with both of those situations that you kind of felt like, okay, this is beyond me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes we feel like that at our center as well. Um, do you have any resources, other resources you use with your kids when you start to feel that way? Like, are there any online resources you use or anything like that? You know, it really depends on the kid and the interest. Um, like she, she's also a writer. And so she wants one of her goals for herself this year is to take a couple writing classes. And so, um, her older sister is an author. My oldest daughter wrote four books between the age of 13 and 16, um, before she went away to culinary arts school. Uh, so, um, having right, being a writer myself, I still don't feel like I can teach it. Um, cause I, I'm not necessarily a by the rule book kind of person. So, um, I felt like she needed, you know, someone else to teach her that. And so we signed her up for a couple online classes and we'll see how that goes. Um, I haven't found only one, maybe two of my kids out of the six have really enjoyed online courses there. They, they tend to respond better to courses that, um, allow them to be in front of whoever it is that they are teaching or, or learn, you know, hands-on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I, I look for websites. I look for courses. I look for community opportunities. My youngest son, who was almost 13, um, did a season of robotics this past fall and is looking forward to going to the junior high robotics this coming fall. Um, in the meantime, we were looking for something that, to kind of help him get out of his shell. And he uh, he has become such a leader. It's, it's blowing our mind. Um, we signed him up. For, it's a community project. Um, we have a lot of hospitals here and a lot of influential families that invest in the community. And one of the hospitals has a, um, a science um, like science workshops that last like three months. And we signed him up for that. It was free. And because I I just simply wanted him to do something between robotics. Everybody else had something going on and I wanted him to have something. And I asked him, you know, you think you would like this for green energy project or something like that? He said, oh yeah. And to my surprise, he is learning how to research He's learning how to budget a uh, a budget budget research and projects. He's learning how to present and argue his designs. <laughs> um, he's learning how to work with a team and work with a partner and public speaking. And I'm just like, whoa, this is amazing that he's 
getting all this experience in something that we were just like, oh, we just want to fill the time and, you know, you can make friends and you like science. So let's just check this out. And I told him, you don't have to stay if you don't like it. We don't you have to continue it. He loves it. And so, you know, just because something's free doesn't mean that it's just sometimes we look at things that are free and it's like, ah. but take advantage of the things in your um, in your community or in your region, because they could be just the thing to pull your kid up to the next level, you know, that they're looking for. Um, I have another son. I have so many kids. (laughs) Another son that is probably the quietest out of all of my kids was <laughs> and in February of 2021 yes um we enrolled him in theater because suddenly he said he wanted to be an actor for like two years before that but he had never mentioned it to us we enrolled him in theater and he is now about to act in his fifth play he's been in two movie re- remakes wow. and he's a different human being he is outspoken and opinionated. He can he can run with the best with them with conversation. His confidence is on another level. He's about to start modeling. There's all of these things that came from just trying something. Now, I'll be honest, when he first said he wanted to be an actor, dad and I were kind of like, okay. It seemed out far-fetched because he's so quiet and reserved. <laughs> And he is a different person today. And I mean, it almost makes me want to cry because what he desired to do, and no matter what he chooses for his career, this will have been a pivotal moment for him to come out of his shell and be, you know, really who he is. So try new things, you know, you know, and if your kid says they're interested in something and it seems far-fetched to do it anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Do it anyway. It's not going to be wasted time or money. I guarantee you there's a reason why they've chosen to do it. And they may not be able to verbalize it, but it's there. So. (laughs) Well, and you've mentioned free and that not, you know, like you don't have to pay for a lot of these experiences. If you ask the right way and you ask somebody to share, I think I we've noticed that people really do, especially if they have an area of expertise, they like, they like to share that they want to share their expertise. Mm-hmm. And you can do that through volunteering. Um, most of our kids, I think I posted about this yesterday. Most of our kids either have a job, a volunteer, you know, opportunity or a business during their teen years. Um, and they've just kind of chosen that on their own. We don't say you have to have one of these three, but that's kind of been how things have progressed through our household. Um, and it has become, you know, kind of the thing around here where you're doing one of those things and you're getting a lot of experience through it, um, serving in an area that you're passionate about or learning, you know, leadership skills on a job and things of that nature. So kids need to get out and do stuff, (laughs) you know, um, you mentioned too that you just keep talking, you you have conversations with people about what your kids are interested in and and Mm -hmm. tell us how that has impacted these, um, pathways that have opened for your kids. You know, there's been times when I have posted just about something that one of my kids is interested in, and it has turned into an opportunity online. I had um, my daughter, she was reading. I take pictures of the things that they read, you know, mainly for my own records, but I share that with other people because they seem to like it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I took a picture of 
her reading an American Sign Language book. And a mom who is a second generation um, deaf individual, and she's a she was a homeschool mom. She herself were was deaf, and her parents were. And she sent me an inbox and said, "I'd be willing to teach your daughter sign language. Like who better to teach?" You know what I mean? You know, yeah. my daughter signed language. So she did that for six months through Zoom. Oh, wow. Um, another situation where her sewing, I, you know, posted something that she was sewing online and a lady in our community had a project that she needed help with that was going to benefit women, you know, homeless women in our community. And she asked my daughter to do it. My daughter spent maybe three months working on that project and it impacted a lot of lives. And so that came through just talking about what she's interested in. And I do that to friends and family and just randomly as things come up, talking to complete strangers and you never know what kind of opportunities are going to arise from that. That's really cool. (laughs) I love Um, how, um, I love how you're talking about, you know, underlying all of these experiences is the idea of consent, because I hear you say, you know, we have these conversations, and I ask them if they want to do this. And um, what you said about your son about how you said, just try it, you don't have to keep going to it, but go into it, try it. And I think that's so important, too, because, you know, as as a parent, and as an educator, a lot of times, I'm like, I'm just going to sign him up for this. <laughs> and we don't have those ongoing conversations. So that's really something I'm working on too. We've so. had some, yeah, we've had some disasters in me uh, <laughs> preempting things. Um, and then, you know, like for instance, one of the situations happened with my daughter in the nonprofit that she volunteered to do some sewing for. Um, she, you know, I asked her, is this something that you'd like to do as a business? And she said, I really don't like it. I didn't mind doing it and I'm going to finish this project because she committed to doing it. But she's like, I don't think I want to do this. I want to focus on my handbags and my clothing. And I had to be okay with that, Mm. you know? And, um, and so, and, and the, the lady she was working with respected that. So she, she had adults around her respecting her desire to not continue. Um, and, you know, I had to learn to be that way because I consider myself a triple A personality. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so doing things like that has always been hard because I'm a strong personality. My husband's a Marine. <laughs> and um, so before we embraced unschooling, we had a lot of work to do. Our kids had very little work to do. Um, our younger four have always always been unschooled. They don't even know what the structure of school looks like. Our oldest two only went, one went to kindergarten and one went to second grade. So this is kind of a lifestyle that they've all been used to. Um, but in the beginning, we only approached it in the area of learning. And then we began to recognize that a lot of our other parenting strategies didn't fit quite well and didn't make <laughs> sense. Because it's like, if we're, we're using consent and we're using um, this gentle approach to learning, 
But over here, we're like tyrants. That's not working. (laughs) And so we had so much change to do. And, you know, it took time. And, you know, one thing that we did, though, is that we apologized to our kids. And we're like, you know what? We want to do better. We want to do this differently. We, we, We see ourselves, you know, morphing into something different. And just have grace on us. (laughs) We're trying, you know, now it's easy, it's natural, but in the beginning it was not natural and it was hard. And we made a lot of mistakes and had to say sorry a lot, but, um, and that doesn't mean we're perfect now, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where I see a lot of people, they want to, they think that unschooling is really exciting, but they're not willing to shift that over into parenting. They just want to approach it from a learning standpoint when really they don't recognize it's really a whole lifestyle shift yep. and a shift in thinking and in relationship. And, uh, and that's what I didn't recognize when we jumped into it. And then we realized hmm, one of these things is doing its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, and we I would had say just listening to you, some of it's a little bit intimidating because you have very high achieving children. Um, but it sounds like you have created that family culture as you and your husband are also very high achieving. And, and it sounds like you're movers and shakers and connected to the community. And you probably do your own volunteer work, which has modeled for your family, what is important to you and where your values are. Yeah, it's true. We try not to put that, you know, put that on them. It's a little hard not to, Totally. <laughs> But we try not to put that on them and make them feel like they have to, you know, do what we do and do it the way that we do it. Um, but, you know, we're very driven. Uh, but we try to make sure that we we have that grace on them and give them the opportunity to be who they are and do things in a way that works for them. Mm-hmm. Carla, thank you so much for joining us again. I feel like I've learned a lot from this conversation on how to be bold <laughs> and, and make the connections between what you're seeing in your children and, and opportunities that lay outside of your household and how to connect those two um, seems like a really big deal. <laughs> Would you share again your information on where we can find you, where we can find more information about you, and then, if appropriate, where we can shop your daughter's designs? That sounds like a good thing to share too. <laughs> okay, well, my website is Carla with a K, Carla Marie Williams dot com. You can find me on um, social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook under Carla with a K, Carla the Unschooling Mama, and. Um, my books, Homeschool Gone Wild and Teens Unleashed, are on Amazon. Um, and if you search my name, you can see all of all of the products, or you can access them through my website as well. Um, as far as her designs, she's not ready to share that yet because okay. <laughs> she's working on a whole wanna, new line shop. of clothing. <laughs> awesome. So. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and your experience. Um, We are really very grateful. And thanks to all of our listeners for listening along with Carla tonight. Uh, Find us at living out of line on Instagram. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. 
It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work, and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh...